Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Welcome to the Progressive Britain podcast. This is the review show for the episode 18 with guest Jess Phillips. I'm Progress Deputy Editor Connor Pope and I'm with Progress Deputy Director Stephanie Lloyd to look through some of the reactions to this week's show. This week was, of course, 100 years since the first victory for women's suffrage. As well as having Jess Phillips on the podcast, we had pieces on the website from Jessica Rosato on treating domestic violence as a public health epidemic, Jane Merrick from the latest magazine on the Me Too movement, and our colleague Hannah Shah interviewed Jackie Smith, who was the first female Home Secretary. And Steph, you wrote the top of the Progress Daily email on Tuesday, which was the anniversary. What are your thoughts on this week? I thought genuinely it was fabulous. Like the idea of there being an entire day where we could just talk about women for me is always what I'm after. Uh, (laughs) And if anything, I got home that day and I was like, why can't every day be like this? (laughs) And I think actually, you know, it was phenomenal to be able to sit there and talk about the progress that we have made as women within politics, but also then to take it as an opportunity to look at what still needs to be done. I literally loved the day and even went down to Ashford CLP to talk to them about women's suffrage and and, and where we go next. But I think the only thing that I thought slightly took the shine off the day for me, if I'm honest, is the idea that we would, if the Labour Party was in government, that we would pardon the suffragettes. Controversial. (laughs) I know. Stick with me. Why do you hate suffragettes? I don't hate suffragettes. (laughs) I love suffragettes. And that's kind of the point is I respect what it is that they were doing and why they were doing it. You know, there was a lot of discussion that came, particularly out of Alan Turing's law, where, you know, we were pardoning people for homosexual conduct in the past when it was illegal. But that was bad law. Like what the suffragettes did was a very calculated and political demonstration and act against the law to prove a point. Like, arson isn't a bad law. Like, (laughs) you shouldn't be pardoning arson in the sense that they did it and they chose to break those laws because they didn't respect the fact they could have absolutely no participation in how they were created and who were creating it. And for me, I think it would almost be an affront to the suffragettes and what they were doing. And also, it is yet again letting the Conservatives off if we do this as saying, well, look how good we, like, you know, if the Tories then pardon the suffragettes, it's like, oh, look how good we are on women. It's like, it's not, you're not. You're decimating health, like you're decimating refugees as we spoke about in the mm. podcast 
on Tuesday. But also, you know, they are they are not the party for women. None of their legislation supports women. Their austerity agenda for the past seven years has disproportionately by about 86% landed on women and women's budgets and what they do. So I think the idea of pardoning a group of women who stood up and rejected and challenged the law in the way that they did is actually an affront to what they believed in it and not, not particularly radical. Another thing that I think has been really interesting this week that has come up as part of this discussion is um, about whether or not we should have been celebrating the, the suffragette anniversary at all. Because actually what happened in 1918 was that only some women got the vote. And in fact, as we discussed in the office, we realised that none of the women who work in our office would have been given the vote this week because they weren't old enough or they weren't married to homeowners or whatever. And it wasn't until 1928 that the franchise was extended to give women equal voting rights with men. And so I think some people were making the point that actually, while it was a step forward, it wasn't the kind of big milestone. It wasn't women getting the vote in the same way that maybe some people thought it was. But I do think that actually the idea of celebrating progress and the milestones along the way are really important. I don't know what you think about this, but it seems to me that the steps that you make along the way are hugely important to the to the ideas that you have. That you know, the idea that you're moving forward, that you're moving in the right direction and taking stock of that actually is a really really good thing to to do no i think it's i think it's absolutely the right thing to do and i think it's a it's a very kind of strange idea that some people have in terms of not being able to and it's so it's so pure and idealistic in so many ways but actually when you look at the struggles of equality campaigning and civil rights campaigning over the last century these things do not happen overnight like you do not go from being an oppressed group within society in any way, shape or form to gaining equality without doing huge steps along the way. And also some of those are tiny steps and they're about changing culture. They're about changing people's hearts and minds about why these things matter and stopping the kind of othering of people and the the kind of scaredness that people have around people that are different from them. So the idea that women went from being complete and utter second-class citizens in this country, legally, financially, socially, in every way humanly possible, to being, you know, in a situation now where a woman is prime minister of this country, although be it certainly not a feminist one, that does not happen overnight. And if you don't celebrate the changes, what you also don't do then is normalise the change that has happened in society and allow yourself as a movement then to be able to push people further. You've got to take people to a place where they feel comfortable. And then once they're there, you push that even further. It was exactly the same when it came to kind of gay rights. And when you looked at the steps that people took in terms of decriminalisation, the equalisation of consent, civil partnerships, and then equal marriage, you aren't going to go from illegal to you're allowed to marry in one step. It has to be about incremental change because you have to take the country with you. There's one other thing that I just want to talk about before we get on to listeners' comments. was a Telegraph front page this week, which had a byline by Nick Timothy, the uh, former chief of staff to Theresa May. And it was about how George Soros, who is a Jewish billionaire, is funding a secret plot to stop Brexit. And it's about uh, him giving money to Best for Britain, which is a, a kind of a pro-European campaign group. <laughs> and their their secret plot involves having a nationwide advertising campaign. I love all the secret plots that involve billboards. <laughs> They're so hush-hush. I don't know how anyone's going to find out about it. But this story has been given a lot of attention because 
George Soros is a target for a lot of anti-Semitic abuse internationally. And in fact, this story came along with a little box with it that essentially regurgitated the far-right Hungarian government's line on George Soros, uh, that he's been accused of being behind lots of uh, pro-liberal campaigns in various different countries that try and undermine democratically elected governments. So it's really actually quite concerning. That it's just anti-Semitism, isn't it? It's just, yeah. it's, uh, you know, far-right anti-Semitic tropes being used against Jewish people is absolutely outrageous. And the fact the Telegraph would put that on their front page, I mean, is utterly shameful. And I know it's very fashionable to say that anti-Semitism appears only on the left these days, and where there certainly is a problem. But the idea that anti-Semitism doesn't appear on the right is also absolutely absurd and needs to be called out wherever it is. Absolutely. And if you want to find out a bit more about the secret plot to stop Brexit, you could go back to episode 10 of the Progressive Britain podcast in which we had Eloise Todd from the secretive shadowy cabal of Best for Britain on, on the show. To talk. On, a, on a podcast. So <laughs> keeping it all the secrets. Anyway, we've got loads of iTunes comments to, to look through this week. Absolutely uh, we do. Yeah. So Julian says this is the best UK politics podcast with a progressive perspective. Entertaining, interesting, informative and often inspiring and brilliantly presented by Connor and Alison. Covers important stuff that doesn't make the headlines such as the episode with Jess Phillips on women's refuges. So good. I'll even forgive the shameful promotion of Monopoly, a terrible board game, <laughs> which I think might be a slight dig at me at the end there. I and I stand a- by my choice. Monopoly is a cracking game. It is one of the worst opinions that we've had in almost 20 episodes of uh, of Progressive Britain. I, think. I mean, the, the facts of, of how long Monopoly has been going for and it, the fact it is still selling out solidly, I think proves you all wrong, but fine. <laughs> Crazy Sadie says, uh, Jess Phillips is an excellent addition to any conversation about women's rights and domestic violence. We need more voices like Alison's, Jess's and Stephanie's for women's rights in the UK as they're still underrepresented a hundred years after first winning the right to vote. Joe Hornot says, great listen. The local government episode was spot on. Keep up the good work. Laura sent in a message that says this week's podcast was brilliant, fun, factual and feminist. All of my favourite things. <laughs> so who do we give the progress mug to this week? Uh, I think it goes to, uh, to Crazy Sadie this week brilliant well Sadie if you do send your address into office at progressonline.org.uk we will stick a mug in the post for you in fact they've been so popular we've had to order some more in haven't we I have I've been on the phone sourcing some mugs this week so uh, so it's good so Connor what was your pub quiz question my pub quiz question this week was which Labour MP used to be a chorister at Southwark Cathedral did you know the answer to this? I did. You did. Alison didn't. I got her kind of uh, running around Parliament trying to <laughs> trying to find out from her colleagues. The correct answer was Chuka Amuna. My fabulous MP. Garrett Jones, congratulations. You got the question right this week. Send in your address to office at progressonline.org.uk and we'll stick a mug in the post for you. Anyway, remember to send in any comments and questions. Do leave a review, rate and subscribe on iTunes. And Progressive Britain will be back on Tuesday next week. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Progressive Britain podcast. The music is When in the West by Blue Dot Sessions, licensed under Creative Commons. And this episode was produced by Carolyn Crampton.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.